Hey, hey! Happy Friday, everybody! TGIF. Niji. We saw you. Hi, Niji. Hi, Haley. Hi, Dina. Pointer lover, queen. My queen. I'm just me. You just be you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know that it's uh, it's Friday and there's like a thousand bazillion like live streams going on right now. It's hot. It's summertime and everybody's out doing their thing. And um, but there's been quite a few updates since we talked about this case. So um, hi, Marshall. It's the coolest intro. I know it's so cool. I love it. I love it. Christine did amazing. Now if she would just answer my text message. But <laughs> hi, Raina. Um, and so we'll give a little backstory in case anybody who hasn't been covering it will do a little bit of the timeline, but there's quite a few updates that have happened since last Friday when we were talking about this case. So we wanted to make sure we came on. We won't keep you guys long because like I said, we know it's we know it's Friday and there's a thousand other things happening out there in the world. So we're just going to do our best to... Nope, I'm in the AC painting boxes. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I forgot it was Friday. 106... 106 degrees outside. Hey, TNT, 106 degrees at 4 p.m. That's well, just miserable. Yeah, I can't. That's just miserable. That's not even fun. If I'm not in water, I don't want to be fun. No, dude, there's got to be some form of water around at that point because <laughs> otherwise it's just miserable. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, um, well. Luckily, it wasn't that hot here today, but I did bring out the water slide for the little one so that he could enjoy some, some fun. I do miss um, that though. My kids are so, like, they're older. They're just like, wherever. They don't care. Like, I miss doing all, I really do. I miss doing the, I do. I miss all these the little water slides and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, that. LFT. Hi, Barb. Let's see. Let me see if I can find her. Let's see if I can find her before we get started. Ursa. North Texas. Wow. Oh, gosh. North Texas. Ursa. Where's Ursa? I got you, Lon. I see you. Oh, she's right here, digging up and eating dirt. That's what she's doing. No wonder she's so... That's why she's Come here. Come here. Come here. You've had a busy Come day with that arrest warrant, huh? Come on. Oh, my God. Is that a good thing? Oh, Barb, Barb, we're not going to be able to do this much longer. <laughs> yeah, I know. My favorite part. You smell like dirt now, though. Dirt and mud. <laughs> See, I can't even get, I can't even get her up. She's just too dang big. She doesn't, she's, she's not fighting me with me. Oh. No, she's giving me lots of kisses because she was getting in trouble for eating dirt and mud. Oh, Hi, Mike's coming for you. Mike's coming for you. Look, you got dirt in your face now. I'm just Let's get rid of the evidence. Let's get rid of the evidence. <laughs> she's eating right here. Right in my, uh. Oh, yes, we can. Barb says, yes, we can. Well, then I don't know. I need to start working out or something because she's huge. She's beautiful. I show Barb, always, Barb always wants to see her every week, see how much bigger she's getting. And now I got dog hair all over me. She grew. She definitely grew, for sure. She's just huge. You going to put her in the chair? <laughs> Here. Okay, Barb, look. The husband's hooking you up. Nope, she left. She's not doing it. She don't want to, she's not going to do it. Earth is going to come through the screen. <laughs> Hold on. That's what I say. I'm just being. It's her eyes. Her eyes. He's like, there's something wrong that he's putting me in a chair because I'm always told to get out of chair, out of the chairs. So she's like, there's something off with that. All right, you're okay. You just chill. Just don't freak out and run around all crazy like you do. 
Um, she's grown a ton. She's so big. She's just so big. She's her six, whole looks too. Yesterday was her six month puppy uh, puppy birthday. She turned six months old yesterday, and she's like fifty pounds. Good enough for Aunt Barb. There you go. Hi, <laughs> Tia. Um, she. I mean, overall, she's a really good dog, you know. But she's a puppy, and so she's a giant pain in the butt, and she just doesn't know her own size, so she can just like destroy everything in without even meaning to. And it's just like. I like my you little hear the table. You can hear the table and you can hear the chairs sometimes because they're oh, the yeah. outside ones and you hear her like. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm eating dinner the other night and the kids get done and they're, like, up putting their plates and stuff away and all of a sudden all their chairs just start moving. It's because she stood up and started to walk towards where they were throwing the food away. And so she was taking the chairs with her. Oh, my God. See, how much bigger does she get? Like, Well, they're not done growing until they're, like, one or two. So, and she's 50. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, it is. Yes, Tia, it's crim it's criminality one eight seven at Gmail, but it is, it's in my about section too. Um, yeah. Uh, mine's three and she still acts like thank you. I'm just me, you just be you. Thanks for the making me feel like that's how that's gonna be. Because then she's gonna be bigger and flipping crazy. <laughs> They'll be like, Hi. It's the small poodle. So if you guys don't know the, the backstory, she's, you know, she's a mixed breed. So because I like DNA, I, I had her DNA tested so that we could figure out what she actually was. And her primary is Siberian Husky, but her second was small poodle. And so we like, I don't know where the heck the small poodle came in, but then it was like, um, what was the next one? I think it was Boxer and, and then it was Shepherd and um, American Pitbull Terrier and then it just became like a whole cluster of like all kinds of little things. But the two main ones, the top one was Husky. And then the next one was freaking small poodle. I'm like, what? Well, now it explains the eyes. That explains the, the eyes, yeah. Explains the protectiveness and that, um, what are they called? The boxers? That's why she's so, my mother-in-law's boxers. And oh my gosh, there's like four of them. They are the sweetest, kindest dogs in the world. Yeah, I love boxers. My brother was, always had boxers. Poodles are super smart. She doesn't look anything like a poodle. I don't know where the heck that one came from, but like, he's you know, like small poodle. <laughs> whatever. That's what the DNA says. I know Barb's like, you need to get a different company and do it different. Hi, Parker. Hi, Mod Squad. Um, yeah, she's like, you need to have her like retested. But the rabbit hole goes deep. It sure does all the time. Any kinky, any kinky hair on her? Not really. But she does have like weird terrier whiskers, but yet there was no terrier. But she has like those weird, like, you know, terrier things that stick she out. Does. Yeah. She has like a little beard. Uh, she's definitely her own. She's her own, <laughs> her own personality. <laughs> yeah, she's got her. Yeah, she's got her. She's her own kind of special. That's right. Uh, all right. All right. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll dive in. Um, we should always talk about dogs. I freaking love dogs. So I, I found this um, uh, before. Okay. So before we actually dive. Let me just go. We'll go with the animal stuff for just a second. So I found this channel. It's called Wombat. <laughs> I'm going to find it. I'm going to tell you what it is. And the guy puts together all these videos. And they're super cool. And I keep I watching them all like back to back. And my husband's like, what are you watching now? And I'm like, I can't help it. Um, Wicked Wombat. And he puts together all these videos. Some are like five minutes long. Some are like an hour long. But it's all different, like, kinds of crazy animals. Wicked Wombat. 
and it's all crazy animals like like it's either ocean animals so there's like a kayaker who has like a humpback whale that like lands like right like next to him um so because i freaking love animals in general so that's like my now my instead of trying to pay any attention to the dramatics of youtube i'm like you know what i listen to cases and then i listen and then i watch animals do stupid shit it's and I'm, I feel much better. You feel life, you know? It's great. Animals are wonderful. They are better They are better than people, Pointer Lover. I have to totally agree with you. <laughs> uh, LFT's like, I almost forgot what the line was about. <laughs> we'll just bring all our thoughts up. We're fine. Uh, I love animals, but not deep underwater. Okay, well, the, so <laughs> he has all kinds of them. So then, like, the last one I was watching was, like, crazy animal encounters in, like, Alaska or Canada or something. So it was like a mountain lion met like a lynx and like it was yeah that it, it was it was balanced i got some true crime and some crazy animals you know almost the same okay mod scott says she's been doing bird videos lately because i was considering it but i think it's a solid no now birds are freaking cool i love birds too i do birds are freaking cool they really are you know, so some of them, go ahead. In, in that relaxing music, a lot of it is like bird chirps and stuff. So, it is. <laughs> um, a new puppy is in order. Um, Allie Cattail says, since we're still on the, the the brighter talk, just wanted to let you know my cat tippy profile pic recovered from her surgery near death experience over Memorial Weekend. Yes. Thank you for giving us the update. Yeah. Aw, Allie Cattail's kitty is going to be okay. Your baby. I love it. Okay. No, I want to, I want a swearing, swearing bird. <laughs> Those are there too. If they're out there, you can easily get one. Did I ever tell you? I have you a few you people. Like... I have a few people that I could, uh, you could like just start sending messages to and as the bird, like the bird just like starts That's telling it. people off. See, that's what my nan did. My nan had a parakeet at 86 years old. For whatever reason, my aunt got her a parakeet. My nan curses more than anybody you'll ever like ever meet in your life. All this like your grandma, like your nan is your my grandma. Nan. She's my nan. Yeah, my little old nan. She's so cute. That's we the Irish that. one. Well, she curses like a whole lot. So this poor parrot's with her every day, right? My grandfather would walk in. I don't even think I could say the name anymore, but I'll, you know. It would walk in, she go, hi, Alvin. And he goes, the, the little parrot would go, hey. I can't even say it. I don't know if I could say it. Like, would repeat every single word she would say, and it did nothing but curse. It was the best thing ever. And when I get my videos, I'm going to put them up there for you guys to see. Oh, look at Jeanette coming in hot. Thank you, Jeanette. Dog treats for Ursa. Um, so, yeah, so if you guys didn't notice, the, the channel is, uh, I did turn on monetization for the channel, so that's always fun. Um, and, and by no means are you obligated to ever have to send anything as being here and listening to the crazy dogs and the crazy dog stories is absolutely enough. So don't ever feel obligated. Just know that um, it's there if you ever choose to. And, and we appreciate your support no matter what. Um, I did check out the channel Unsolved No More with Detective Ken Maines. Anyone else follow this? I love it. No, I'm going, did I check that out? Because that sounds really familiar. Did you tell me to? And then I didn't, because that's a good possibility. Unsolved. I'm going to do it right now, though. Unsolved. Your first puppy with a pointer. I'm going to solve one with Detective Ken Maines. <laughs> <I'm amazing. laughs> 
wonder if this is it. Oh, it's just called Unsolved No More. Uh, you've seen him on the History Channel, Hunting Zodiac Killer, the Discovery Science Channel. If that's the guy, I am subscribed to it. I just did not have notifications on, so I did that. Is it this? I'm going to show you. Is it this one? Oh, I know that one. I do know that one. Yes, okay. So I was subbed. I just never turned on notifications, so now I have them on. <laughs> oh, well, he doesn't look like... I don't think there's much new anyway. Oh, no, there is. I lied. <gasps> he has one of my favorite cases on right now. Jeffrey McDonald. Mod Squad, thank you. Mod Squad, thank you. Let's have a weekly dog check. I'm totally down. I'm down. I'm totally down. Ken Mains. <laughs> okay. All right. I turned on notifications and he's uh he's covering Jeffrey McDonald's case. Mm. And I love that case. That's a sign. Right? It's like perfect. Yep. Marshy knew. Okay. Hey, let's see. If I ever get a bird, it would be a cursing parakeet. <laughs> oh, alley cattails, of course. Of course. Let's see if I, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything else. My aunt's nickname is Pee Wee, so my dad taught her bird to say Pee Wee. <laughs> That's what I said. Pick up what we say all day long. That's awesome. Okay. Hi, Lisa. Okay. So for, uh, for anybody who has been following, uh, we've kind of been discussing the Dylan Rounds disappearance. I know that there's a lot of channels that are covering it right now. So there's a lot of information kind of coming all over the place. So I just want to kind of stick to, you know, the basic facts of it, not a lot of the hearsay and other stuff that's happening. Um, but there's, you know, there's been some arrests, which I think we talked about, but now a lot of the court docs are coming out. So I want to go over those. But first, um, we could kind of just touch on the timeline and in case anybody isn't familiar. So Dylan Rounds, 19-year-old who, um, was that her walking behind me? Because that was kind of creepy. Um, You're so bright, I can't see. Okay. Um, I think it was her just walking behind that behind that screen. <laughs> If Teresa's chair goes like this, like, we know why. Yeah, she just picks me up and starts walking away. I would not be surprised. Okay, so um, Dylan Rounds is a 19-year-old young man um, who was working on his farm that his grandfather had basically purchased for him You know, three years prior. He's worked on it every year um, in Utah. He, it's right on the border of Nevada and Utah, so it's like right there. And both, you know, both police departments are working together with the FBI to help um, investigate the case. So we went through all the major players. If you guys missed it, I can all I can also link it, or you guys can just go back a little bit. And it's like you know the disappearance of Dylan Rounds, um, like part one. Um, so he's working on. He's out here. He's been working on his farm. On May 26th, he goes into the town, um, which is the one that's like right there on Nevada, right there on that border. And that's the last time he's actually physically seen by anybody, as far as we know. And then the 27th passes, which is Friday, the 28th in the morning, he talks to his grandmother and says that he has to go. He can't talk for very long because he has to get his grain truck into, don't you dare, don't you dare. He has to get his grain truck into the shed um, because it's going to rain. Hi, ATS. Um, 
so he the grain shed so i wish i would have actually saved the map i have it up i, I didn't put any of those in my folder for whatever reason but basically the uh hi br the star the um the property he he has is like surrounded by all these other properties but they all kind of work together in in like the farm the farming community or whatever you want to call it so his grain shed is actually located on somebody else's property um five miles away from his trailer so on the morning of set like saturday in the morning he talks to his grandma says i got i can't talk long i'll call you back later so he goes over and he drives his grain truck or supposedly drives his grain truck to to park it in the in the grain shed which is five miles away you'll hear some stuff talked about a gate I'm not really sure how important that is. If it is, then I guess we can talk more about it. But at this point, I don't really think it is because his family has come out and said that he had a key to it because there was a little arguing whether he could access the gate or if he was pissed off because somebody wouldn't actually come and help him open the gate. But according to his family, he had a key. So to me, the gate at this point is irrelevant. But just in case you guys need it, for a point of reference, it comes back around as important. You, you, you know there's a gate. Um, oh, ATS. Michelle always looks gorgeous. So. I, I love the, Amber's background. The tank tops. It's our tank tops. <laughs> I like that ATS is now like on camera all the time, too, dude. Because she's flipping gorgeous and she doesn't yep. know it. So I'm like, you know what? I fell Maybe in love with all with the people Amber. that are telling her all the time, she'll actually figure it out. Listen, I fell in love with Amber when she had her pink hair covering the Chris Watts videos. When I tried to like, you know, backtrack into all that, it was totally her. Her videos completely caught me up, and I'm like, I love her hair. I love, I love her, I love her, her style. Hair. I love her hair. I'm like, yeah. And then boom, she popped on. She has this beautiful purple background, like with the lighting and everything. But like, you know, I, you know how I feel about purple and pink. They're my favorites. <laughs> ATS, you are absolutely beautiful and you should be on camera all the time. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so basically last anybody actually speaks to him as far as we're aware is the grandma phone call. But it is assumed that he drove the truck to the grain shed because the truck is at the grain shed. Now, there has been speculation that somebody else could have drove the truck. But as far as we know, the truck got there. He drove it there. Um, now, right next to this grain shed is a squatter named James Brenner, Jim. So keep that there because it's going to come up in just a second. Nobody hears from, from Dylan the rest of Saturday. Nobody hears from him on Sunday. So grandma calls her, her family friend that's there that was working for Dylan, but him and Dylan had gotten in a bit of a tiff and she calls him to go and check on Dylan because he never called her back and he's not answering the phone. So he goes along with squatter James, Jim, and they go to check out the Dylan's farm and he's not there. They basically tell grandma, like, you know, he's not here, but, you know, it's going to be okay. And grandma doesn't tell mom yet. And this is paternal grandma, so it's dad's mom. Um, so she doesn't, obviously, grandma doesn't want to get anybody worried yet. So mom and dad don't find out until Monday that nobody has heard from Dylan when the best friend, JD, lets mom know, hey, like I haven't heard from him either. Now everybody's kind of freaking out. And Monday, mom and dad drive to the farm and you know raise the raise the alarms so at this point we have don and james who have done some work for dylan they're both older gentlemen you know 50s early 60s ish which is you're going to run into a lot of that in this whole little situation and then you have dylan 19 year old who grandpa buys him 
some land and he's out here farming and now he's the boss. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. And so then, okay, so now we've got the cops involved. Come to find out, we got a whole nother set of people that are going to come into play, which we talked about them. So you got the Wadsworth. So that's the brothers who rent, a, basically rent a bar in the town and that's known for gambling and some illegal activity. <laughs> and then those people all come into play. The older brother, Kurt, has been on some YouTube channels and talked. Um, Kurt then leads a, he's the one that is referred to as the cross-dresser, that he dresses like a woman and wears makeup. So Kurt is friends with Dylan and allows Dylan to sometimes stay at the trailer that's close to the bar when Dylan doesn't want to drive all the way back to the farm that night. And Roxanne, Roxanne, I'm going to do that to her every time and she's going to be like, I'm not going back to your life. Um, so then, now I'm give, trying to give you like the shortest rundown of exactly what yeah. we know so far. You're doing good too, Kay. You're doing a lot. Am I? Okay, You're good. Really good. Um, so then, <laughs> so, so Kurt has his brothers and then there's the bar owners, which that son's name is Dylan and Ellen. Elaine, Elaine, Ellen, Ellen. Ellen I'm not overly familiar with their whole story, so they're kind of off on the side. So, like, leave them over here in this little area that we just know who they are. Um, and I think that she actually called into um, No Thanks Investigates, or The Sun Did, but I haven't gotten that. I haven't watched any of that. The Sun Did. The Sun Did? Okay. So, Kurt calls a tip into the FBI that says he knows where Dylan is and that Dylan is being held captive by these two men named Chase and Robert. So come to find out, Chase is also an intricate part of the storyline because on the 25th of May, he had at, he was shoeless and bloodied and asked Dylan for a ride of, you know, like 90, 100 miles away, whatever it was. And Dylan tells his mom that this guy asked him for a ride um, and, um, but he didn't, that he didn't give him the ride. But then come to find out he actually did give him the ride. And was it ever actually proven who Chase actually got in the fight with? Was it with Kurt or was it with? It's was it with James? To be Kurt, but I haven't heard any like confirmation. I've never heard a confirmation on who he actually got in the fight with. I have a little theory later. I'll throw in there of how that happened, but I have okay. nothing so far. Okay, so we, he got in a fight with somebody. He has, but he has no shoes on and he's all bloodied and he needs this ride. No one knows. I think. Okay. Hi, Karen. Um, LFT, he was shoeless too. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. shoelessness. Lot there's of shoeless there's, shoe, there's yeah. no shoes. Everybody's losing their shoes around this, these parts. Okay, so the FBI follows up on this tip that Kurt gives them, and they can't. And they, I think it was that that he was being held at Robert's mom's house or something like that. And that actually never, like, nothing ever came from that. They went and searched and whatnot. Um, but now we get the trifecta of arrests that happen. So you have James that gets arrested, James Jim. You have um, Chase that gets arrested. And then you also have Robert that gets arrested. Um, I don't know Robert's actual charges. I have not been able to find them myself. Um, but I have not dug as deep as I, I could probably. So if anybody actually has them, that would be great. If you don't, I have Chase's and James. Rabbit hole, right? It's uh, Dylan and Ellen actually called in that night. It was both. Yep, it was both. Okay, that's what I was thinking, but I haven't watched that one yet. Um, no shoes, stumbling in the desert for days. Yeah, the other Dylan. Yeah, the the 
the bar, Dylan. It's nuts. It's nuts. I need a... Every time, Roxanne. Well, I love music, so it's like easy. It, like It's easy to fall into the trap of singing it. Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything else. That was all I need this recap for sure. Beautiful recap. <laughs> it's not like there's, there's just so much to it that I'm trying to squish it all in so that we can get to some of the newer stuff. Um, okay, so we have the arrests that are made. Um, trying to think if I missed anything else. Was there anything else major important that, that we needed to kind of cover? Oh, hi, Jess. Um, so Chase is driven away on the 25th. He does come back. Uh, Barb, this is the one that human hunting was discussed. I do not believe that's actually an, anything. I, I do not think that's relevant, really. It was just a very crazy, odd, another theory that came out of the case from the alpaca farmer. Then there's an alpaca farmer. So it's kind of already weird to begin with. What I think the human hunting thing was about, I think it, it, that group very much exists, but it's not so much human hunting. It was that, that name kind of fell into like one of three that Jim was kind of throwing out there in the beginning. And they're more just policing their land. As you can see now, a lot of these people share. Which land. I think we're going to kind of come to when we start reading the, when we start reading through these arrest affidavits and these court documents, you're going to kind of see why I think that becomes pretty prevalent. Um, hi, Mel Mac. So they have, um, I don't even know where I was going now. Where, where was I? I went right into Barb. <laughs> it worked Barb. And I totally forgot what I was even where I was going. I think we were I think we were caught up. Were we caught up? Damn, that's bad. I can't even remember. Okay. I think we're I, th I think we're pretty caught up. We're going into that. I think it's very interesting that during today's court appearance it was mentioned that they are keeping someone's name private and keeping them protected from Jim. Um Sunny Days, I agree with this, but so there's a whole bunch that has to do with Jim that I think is kind of uh Kind of interesting because this guy's history goes back you know 30 plus years and this is not a good this is not a good dude um and then if i don't know if you guys are familiar with um what is his name is it tyler yeah is it tyler that's covering this um he's got a really interesting theory about some water rights yep. that i think is you know you obviously have you have a lot of gun stuff happening you have a lot of talks about drugs and meth particularly but i think it i think that people are kind of missing this whole farm stuff that there is a very big deal when it comes to farming people don't like giving up their land number one number two there is seed trade i don't know how else to say it but there is a really it is a big deal and people that are in the midwest will know what i'm talking about because you're growing specific kinds of things that are known to you because that's how you're going to, to basically make the money in the long run is that you have your own special seed, or you would say. So there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that have to do with farming as well. And so I, I really like Tyler's theory going down this whole rabbit hole of, of the water and the water rights. I think the water is a player, especially now after Lake Mead drying up. See, I'm agreeing with you. I don't know really where that goes yet, um, but I think it's something that we should definitely keep an eye on. And if you guys don't follow um, Tyler, then I think that he's going down that rabbit hole and I like where he's going with it. Um, but okay, so let's get back to these, let's get back to these lovely players. So James is arrested. 
Chase is arrested, arrested, Robert is arrested. Kurt is not arrested. His brothers, the Wattsworths, not arrested. Um, but I did hear that over the last couple of days, their houses have been being searched or they law enforcement has been present around their homes. So I feel like Tyler is already my close friend. <laughs> I know, I like him. Um, so uh, they're, they're definitely keeping an eye on that on that situation. Now, Jim, James, let's, we're gonna continue to refer to him as Jim because it's easier. So Jim is, um, we read his arrest affidavit last week, but he is now um, being confirmed by the FBI as an official suspect in Dylan Round's disappearance. Uh, let's see, isn't most well water full of salt? So it has to be filtered somehow. So I'm definitely not a farmer. Um, land disputes and water disputes can get really ugly. Need it, absolutely. Um, I'm not a farmer, so I don't know all the ins and outs of like, but I know that it, it's gonna be important because Dylan had water on his land, but his water it is not the same kind of water they're looking for the water rights that would be literally right next to that grain shed. Um, and then there's also talk about the land rights on, on, and if Dylan was actually buying more land in that area. And if Dylan was buying more land in that area, what is that gonna do to Jim? Is he gonna be displaced? Is it gonna cause an issue? Um, his truck was full of seed and it was emptied and searched. As far as I as far as I know, they searched it. I do not know if it was emptied. Uh, was Jim former employee who was fired by Dylan Phoebe? Yes, he was, but he wasn't necessarily an employee. He just helped do some odds and ends like jobs because um, Dylan would like contract out with like other farms by, you know, just to, to gain more money or to get more money. Like he would do like you know hay baling and things like that. And so Jim would help him. Um, I believe the employee would be Don if I had to say employee, because I know that grandpa was really good friends with Don and wanted them to like partner up and to help each other. Uh, but they just, they butted heads really bad. So, um, but I think that, I think, the, and, and you could kind of, I guess, I don't know, cause I, they're probably all paid. So yes, employees, but I don't think that Jim was considered an actual employee. Like he had substantial work that was given to him by Dylan all the time. Like, you know, he had like a Monday through Friday or whatever. I don't think it was like that. I think it was like, hey, Jim, you want to earn some extra money? Come help me with whatever. Like he's squatting uh, there. He needs money randomly. Right. That's probably how he's hired, depending on who Dylan could find, you know, and that's maybe where Jim could. I want to know right. a little bit more about grandpa's relationship. Was he just close to Don or did he have something with Jim James too? Okay. So this was interesting because, um, and I'm going to play this clip too, but mom talks about, Mom talks, I think I'm going to play this clip, maybe. Um, mom talks about that she, that they have known Jim. That they, like, he's not new. Um, they're not friends with him, but they have been acquaintances with him and that she has met him before. But I know, like, because, you know, there's kind of the war going on between mom and, and XPI and then some other, you know, few people. But part of it was them, you know, they were saying that Candace had never been to the farm. But Candace has been to the farm because she's met all of these people. So, okay, criminality for real quick, oh, for real question when you have time, but what are your thoughts and what is the actual role of Jim the PI guy? I'm unfamiliar, but I see him everywhere. Thanks in advance. So my understanding is that paternal grandma, grandpa, the ones who bought the land, hired Jim the PI to help find Dylan. Mom and Jim the PI did not get along because Jim the PI started listening to what a lot of the locals were saying. And according to Candace, 
she had also been listening to what the locals were saying, but every time it was leading them into, you know, basic circle jerks. So, um, let me see. This is like a weird episode of Dallas. Yes, LFT, it really is. Um, so, so mom does not want Jim, the PI working on the case. So Jim, the PI is very crass. He's really just like no nonsense, no bullshit, really just doesn't give two fucks about much of anything. He really just doesn't. That's how he really talks. And it comes across sometimes as rude or disrespectful. Um, it, but that I, for me, I, that doesn't change if the people are actually giving him information. The information is still valid, whether we like Jim the PI or don't like Jim the PI. He's just, yeah, he's kind of cocky, thinks he's really good. I've heard people that say, you know, he's done really good things for them as they've hired him. Um, I've heard other people come coming on other people's streams saying what a terrible person he is and how mean he is. I, I don't. I think that he. I don't know if he's actually overly. I don't want to say not relevant because he is. If these people are actually giving him information, he is relevant, but he's not relevant in the middle of the investigation as per mom has now officially given him a cease and desist order. I kind of feel like at this point now. If this is really what the family is now pushing and this is what mom actually wants, I just think it's time to move on to a different case now. And I'm all for Jim. I'm all about him. But it just comes a time and you have the FBI fully involved now. I mean, I know I'm appreciative of all of his information and his findings for sure. I even think Candace was up until a certain point. She just didn't want a narrative about her son out there. That's understandable. Your son's missing the biggest nightmare of her life. Like. But I will say, Jim, Jim is why we were able to connect certain things the way we, we were able to connect them. I don't know if that was the same thing with the FBI and whatnot, but for us, it, it did. And I know a lot of us were invested in the cases like this. want to help and, you know, look at Mob Crew. They, they cut off all searches, but they allowed Mob Crew because they were going in a different direction. They because they Mob went somewhere else. Yeah, they ended up changing up what they were going to be looking for. They went after more the chase route versus... The Dylan route. Um, and I like, oh my, I, I totally, this is what I'm saying. He does, he rubs people the wrong way. Um, I don't, I don't care one way or the other. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not friends with the guy. I'm not, not friends with the guy. I, I don't know. And you also, you know, unfortunately start to kind of act like some of the company that you keep. And so if this is kind of how he's raised and what he's around, then that's what he ends up being like. Um, uh, I um, but I did hear there, and and these you guys can take it for whatever you want. There were people that were calling in talking about how he helped solve cases that they had hired him to do. And if he's good at it, then he's good at it. And if you don't like him, then we don't like him. Um, I particularly, I, I'm gonna pay more attention to Candace and and Justin, um, you know Dylan's parents at this point because I feel like they're they're gonna be in the know from Ellie more than than Jim is. Um, but Jim is actually probably gonna be more in the know. When it comes to the, the the like the locals that continuously want to talk to him because they they want they think like you know oh my gosh like he's famous and we're gonna tell him all these things. Jim's and it gonna happens. get the credits of this. You know what I mean? He's gonna get the credits of all the you know like see how Kurt eventually calls in and you know the Ellen exactly calling. That's gonna kind of be probably what you get from Jim and whatever channel that he Correct. is doing this. From here on, though, I just feel like now that the FBI is involved and Candace is fully on it herself, if that's not what the family wants, I mean, again, I don't, I just, I feel like right now is the time for the family, you know, and it's just. 
Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, you know, I'm not mad at you if you listen, and I'm not mad at you if you don't. If you don't, I, that's how I feel. Jim, he's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Jim is a lot. But I, the other thing, Karen is, I think Jim knows that Jim is a lot. So it's not like really a surprise to him when people think that. Um, Jim knows Jim. But I will. I'll listen. I want the information. Some people cannot get past his personality, which I totally understand because we all have people in our lives that are just, they have that. Um, have you listened to families he's lied to and about? My life? Yeah, so that's what I was saying is I've heard both. I've heard both sides calling in now on these different shows, uh, depending on, I think, which side you're listening to at that moment. Like they have people that are calling in saying like what a horrible human being he is. And then this side is calling in talking about what a great person he is and how he found their missing dog 25 years ago or whatever. That's totally not true. I'm just making that up FYI, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's, it's all over. It kind of is what it is, but I do, I do think that his, his way of no bullshit and like no nonsense is making these people pissed off enough that they are coming forward and talking and we may not like his approach, but if these people just keep coming out and saying whatever, then then law enforcement's listening to it. Is it actually going to help or is it actually going to hurt? I don't know. Hybrid Pisces. Hi, love. Um, I wonder how many of the people that done like Jim didn't like the mean tweets. Um, let's see. I wonder how many of the, wait, I missed something. Some people can't get that. No, I didn't miss it. Okay. You have to admit though, his argument drama with Candace has certainly kept Dylan's name up front and center. It really has. This is why I'm like, eh, I totally see one both ways. It totally makes sense. Like, yes, he could be a dick, but is him being a dick actually helping? Is it a bad I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Um, For sure. Okay. So. I think that we're pretty much caught up to where everybody's at now. Like I said, last Friday, we read through um, Jim's arrest affidavit. We've come to figure out that basically Jim is the same Jim. I think that anybody who's kind of followed along, we questioned it you know, over a week ago, but it is. So Jim is the same Jim that, that went with, with Dawn to go check on Dylan. And we also figured out that in the arrest affidavit, they refer to him as DH, and that is actually Don, who went to go check on Dylan, who James had given the guns to to hide for him. Hmm. Does that make sense? So they're all this. They are all the same players, and now Don is hiding guns for James after Dylan goes missing because the cops are going to be searching James's place, and he's not allowed to have guns because he's a felon, and he's been. He's been arrested on like assault charges, um, all kinds of crazy stuff over 30 years. He also has three violations of the fact that he's not supposed to carry firearms and he still continues to carry firearms. So they're serving another war, you know, search warrant and they're gonna find more guns. So he asked Don to hide them. So Don hides them, but Don does not tell law enforcement about this one gun in particular because he believes that it's his his right to keep the gun because the prior landowner or person who was squatting whoever it was owed him money still so he was going to keep this particular gun as payback for the money the prior person owed him but in good conscience he comes forward and and turns this gun in now i'm telling you this again because i think this is quite interesting when we listen to chase's story so okay hold on now i've got to try to bring that up Chase is getting more interesting as time goes on, and he was already a. Uh, yes. It's getting there. 
The 22, Sunny, yes. Okay, so we're going to bring up Chase. So we're going to look at Chase first, and then we're going to go into the more of the federal stuff with Jim. And then we'll talk about the fact that Jim had a hearing today, and he also has another hearing on Monday. But I want to be clear, because I'm hearing a lot of confusion on his hearing on Monday. Jim's hearing on Monday is not to do with Dylan. It actually has to do with an assault charge that he has from the beginning of 2021, where he beat the crap out of a 70-plus-year-old man with an aluminum chair. So he has charges for firing upon people. He, he's, he, he definitely, yeah, he's, okay, so I'm not going to be able to see chat for a second. So if you guys are talking to me, yell at Michelle. Amanda Esvita, we love you. Sorry, happy baby. Congratulations. Esvita's here. I saw her name pop up. I'm blind, but I saw that Esvita in there. She had to go have a cute little baby, and did. that has to be your focus. I hope you're feeling good, you. Yeah, this gym dude is not a good dude. Definitely not a good dude. But, but looking at but looking at these people around, how many of them are? They've all lived this really kind of rough life around there. Amanda's Vita is amazing, and I love her, and I love her baby. Miss your videos. I have questions. <laughs> I I still say it. I don't know who I was listening to. Was it? It might have been Amber or it was, it could have been Kelly that somebody, one of them was talking about, like, I have questions and we miss how Amanda says it. Yep. <laughs> the best part. And has the best questions. All right. Let's see. If I add this up here. Let's hide the comment. And let's see if I can actually zoom in on that at all. Or I'm going to just read it from my phone. Right, Phoebe. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Look at, me learn, look at me learning stuff. Ew. That's actually because of crafting. Crafting taught me that. <laughs> okay, so that's just the first page. Anyway. Yes, Jeanette. Yes. He's right, they're all right around the same age. Late yeah, 50s. But except for Dylan. Well, right, except for Dylan. Late 50s, early 60s. Okay, so this is Chase's. This is Chase's arrest. So remember Chase's... Barefoot, bloodied guy, needs a ride on the 25th. Dylan gives him the ride, but then he somehow gets back to Luce in Utah, is asking people to take him out to Dylan's ranch, but then by Saturday night is supposedly on surveillance 200 miles away. No idea how he's getting back and forth. All we know is that Dylan told his mom he did not give him a ride, and then it comes out later that he did give him a ride on the 25th when he had no shoes and, and bloody feet. Okay, so... Um, so Chase was arrested, and this is this is his um, arrest affidavit. Um, so this is just the information on the cop himself. Let's go down here. So we're going to talk about this. Uh, so this is Ogden Police Department, works for Salt Lake City. Uh, based on my knowledge and experience and on information received from other individuals, including law enforcement officers, as well as their reports as set forth below, I have learned the following. In April 2017, Chase Montgomery Venstra was convicted in Utah's third district court um, on two counts of larceny and third degree felonies based on my training and experience because um, he entered pleas of guilty to the felonies. Um, he would be aware that he has been convicted of a crime punishable by imprisonment for a term exceeding one year. As of May 12, 2022. Now this date's important because if this is not a typo, this will show that this has nothing that 
his arrest actually didn't have anything to do with leading into to Dylan's disappearance. But many are thinking this is a typo and it's supposed to say June. Until we get clarification, I'm going to go with this guy has a lot of experience and he knows what he's talking about. And on May 12th, this is what he did. But you guys can also think it possibly could be a typo and it's June. So let's just put that out there. Um, on May 12, 2022, investigators with the Davis County Sheriff's Office and Box Elder Sheriff's Office executed a residential search warrant on Venstra's known residence in West Point City in conjunction with a homicide investigation. Now, remember, Dylan's not ruled a homicide. It's ruled a, there's a, you know some type of criminal activity and, and violent crime potential, but it's not actually ruled a homicide at this point. So I think that that's a big deal why I think this date is actually correct. Um, Inside Vincent's motorhome were two firearms. He's coming to try to get the dog to stop barking at me. Um, one firearm was found to be a 20-gauge shotgun, a Western Field Model 550C with no visible serial number. The second firearm was a Rock Island Armory 22 caliber rifle, no model, visible serial number, blah, blah, blah. The firearm stock was removed, but there were multiple stocks in close proximity to this firearm that could have been assembled onto a firearm. Your firearm reviewed, or your firearm is the guy who's on filing the paperwork, remember, uh, reviewed jail calls from Venstra to a third party who gets referred to as Witness A, which is actually probably better because, you know, internet sleuths are digging to figure out who Witness A is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, okay, so Venstra to a third party, Witness A. During those phone calls, dire Venstra directed Witness A to enter his motorhome and remove items, which included duffel bags, currency, drug paraphernalia, and witness A confirmed to Venstra over jail calls that he did enter the motorhome and remove the items. This is, I have two parts to this. Where the heck was he hiding these that they didn't figure this out in the first search warrant that they did on the 12th? That he had he had other firearms. They only got two firearms, right? So we're going to figure out that this guy goes in and gets more firearms, drug money, drugs. <laughs> Where the heck was he hiding? This is a motorhome. <laughs> Um, obviously, this was not this guy's first rodeo, and he knew some hiding spots. Um, a search warrant was executed um, at Witness A's residence on June 12, 2022. During that time, Witness A confirmed he had removed a duffel bag out of the motorhome upon Venstra's request and eventually stated to Eurofiant that Venstra had also transported multiple firearms and ammunition to Witness A's residence prior to Venstra's arrest and requested Witness A store the firearms in his residence. Now, does this not remind anybody of Jim and Don? So this is where I think this whole little militia thing is coming in, is that you've got these guys who are living out on these properties that there's nobody around for miles, and they're... For their own safety at some points they're carrying guns and obviously they're not very good people so they're carrying guns but once again these are almost identical charges to what jim has is that he's he has illegal firearms because he is a felon and he is not allowed to have them and he hides them in his friend's house <laughs> okay so but then this is even funnier because listen to the listen to the story as it unfolds um, so three firearms were located in the water heater closet in Witness A's garage. Witness A told Eurofiant that all three of the firearms belonged to Venstra. The first firearm located in the garage was a 12-gauge shotgun. Um, the shotgun was loaded. The second firearm located in the garage was um, a, a 24 caliber bolt-action rifle, blah, 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 with an attached scope. The third firearm located in the garage was a semi-automatic um, 22 caliber uh, Ruger serial number, blah, blah, blah. 
An ammunition can, which is a metal box, was also located at the in the same closet space where the rifles were located and was full of various calibers of ammunition. A tactical bulletproof vest was also turned over to the investigators by witness A that had multiple AR-15 style magazines in the pouches of the vest. Those magazines had multiple rounds of ammunition inserted into the magazine. Witness A stated that Venstra was also the owner of this ammunition. Witness A was interviewed and initially stated that he had cooperated and turned over all of Venstra's firearms. However, however, he stated that there was a crawl space in his child's bedroom inside of the room where Venstra could have snuck into his home and hid something else. The crawl space was located and searched and one more firearm was located. These guys all trying to keep one, one gun. The firearm in the crawl space um, was a bolt action rifle. Um, the firearm was equipped with a scope. Upon questioning, witness A later admitted that he is the one who stored the Hawkeye at Venstra's request. So he tried to say that Chase stuck into his house and hid it in a crawl space in his kid's room. But come to find out, that's a lie. Because witness A lies. And, and tries to keep guns. Like somebody else we know. On June 12th, Venstra was interviewed by your fine at the Davis county sheriff's office in a designated interview room regarding him being a suspect in multiple crimes venster was advised of his miranda rights stated he understood them and he agreed to speak during that interview venster stated that he did possess firearms in his motorhome prior to his arrest he stated to the to your affiant that he believed there should be four total firearms out inside of the motorhome he described them blah 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 two of the firearms he described matched the two firearms seized from the motorhome um he was also asked about storing firearms at Witness A's residence. He says he did ask him to. <coughs> he describes all four of the guns that were being stored over there. The Urfiant confirmed all six firearms were actually in custody at that point. Um, probable cause to believe that Chase Montgomery Venstra has committed violations uh, by having possession of firearms as by a restricted person. So basically same concept, right? Are you muted still? Yeah, it's nuts. There's a lot. Okay, so I probably missed all kinds of stuff in chat because I was trying to read that and did not hear anything. Poor Dylan, it feels like he was fed to the wolves. I cannot comprehend why no one in his family ever went to visit him on his farm. So sunny days, this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier, is that that's one of the things that's being put out is that nobody visited him. But if nobody visited him, how did his family, his mom and dad, both know these other players? They had met them before. Yeah. They didn't, they said they weren't friends, but they were acquaintances and they had met. So somebody's not telling the truth. Either they never really met these people or Dylan brought them all home for Thanksgiving? Like, well, I don't know. What is, I mean, or maybe they went off of Grandpa's word of people of the land, and you know. Well, she specifically states that she knew him. Like, she was not friends with him, but they were acquaintances. Yeah, knew of him, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just as confused. I don't, I don't, I can't believe that people were out there as much as. I mean, I don't. I think the family may have been out there once, twice, maybe three times, and that was kind. Yeah, of, probably not very often. Yeah, but you got to think the kid's only out there over the summer. You know, so, and they do have other kids, not that they couldn't go out there, but, you know, he's over, he's out there over the summer because he's not, he doesn't live there permanently. Oh, I guess I can take that off the screen. 
and then we um the family put out a press release yesterday called it's a joint press release not the family i'm sorry the fbi and the oh i'll pull that up too you want me to read sure, that all that talking like like yeah you can read that one if you want to i'll pull it up though so they can see it i think a lot of people have probably seen it but let's go we'll get it up and then we have james too right I believe. and then i have james so we have the new stuff on james and then i have mom talking today about james so on seven seven Hold on, I don't have it up yet. Okay, you guys see that? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So on seven seven, uh, during the course of this investigation, multiple persons have been interviewed by the Fox Elder County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, and other assisting agencies. Multiple arrests have been made for unrelated warrants and crimes that have been discovered during this process. When Dylan Rounds was not located early on in this search effort, the investigation focused on the possibility of Dylan being the victim of a crime. The current totality of information gathered from the many interviews and searches, along with analysis of both physical evidence and forensic data, has identified, identified James Brenner as a suspect. Brenner is currently being held in the Weber County Jail on unrelated federal firearm charges. No criminal charges have been filed specifically regarding the Dillon Rounds case. This investigation is not complete and remains active. Law enforcement investigators are continuing to work to locate Dillon and find answers. At this time, no further information or comment related to this criminal investigation will be released. And it just basically given out the information if you hear or know anything regarding Dylan, but I don't see a lot in there outside of James. No, James is definitely their, their, their main person at this point, but you do have, like I said, you have Robert that is arrested. You have Chase that is arrested. Now would these arrests have happened regardless? Maybe. Um, are they waiting for Jim to, to talk? I mean, he's obviously, he's not charged with anything that has to do with Dylan's disappearance yet. But his arrest affidavit does talk about Dylan. And if, as we just read through Chase's, it does not. And it even so. says that he, that, you know, they do believe he is now a suspect in the criminal end of Dylan. So it's. Yep. It's a weird status of a case for me through a press release, you know, like we, we know that James was arrested, but what came out of that outside of just firearms? Well, they, well, they, and I think it was, I think it's this one that says it's like, um, the both physical and forensic data, both physical and forensic data. So you have to remember, and you know what? I think I have a picture of this that maybe I, maybe I'll try to get up. So the grain shed is where Dylan was going, right? Let me get that off there. The grain shed is where Dylan was going. James's trailer is right next to the grain shed. So with, within 400 yards of the grain shed. Then you have the dirt pile where where Dylan's boots were found is like 150 yards behind James's trailer. So all of that is all over by the grain shed. Now, and I don't know, I have a lot of questions, Amanda Zvita. I have questions. I have questions about the grain shed is five miles away. Would it be common, and I know that Candace's mom said that, oh, yeah, you'd have no problem walking. 
uh, but it was raining, and I, I find it, it's all weird to me. Why he parks his grain shed five miles away? How does he typically get back to his own farm? Yeah, Jess, we all have questions. <laughs> we have questions <laughs> because I'm. She's like, well, you know, he's nineteen. Yeah, he's you know he can he can he'll walk five miles. That's no big deal. He's nineteen. He's in good shape. Five miles is still, that's still, I mean, just to walk five miles is still a lot. Is that typical? Because they have all these ATVs and stuff out there. Why isn't, why isn't he driving an ATV back? And if that's the case, cause you know what I mean? Like, so say you, you, you drive your ATV to go get your grain truck, right? So you bring your grain truck over to your farm and now you got to return the grain truck. So you just pick up the ATV and you would just drive it back. Wouldn't that make more sense? And it was supposedly raining. Did he want to run back in the rain? Like if that's what was yeah. happening? Candace on um, her her very first interview with was it Heavy D Sparks, I think it's with Heavy D Sparks. They talk about um, that he would walk, that he'll walk back. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Check out the one the interview when Heavy D Sparks goes out and, and does the helicopter and, and searches. Lita, yep, Robert Vilas, Chase Venstra, Jim Brennan, um, all in Brenner. Brenner. I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right as soon as I said that out loud. All in jail for unrelated reasons, but all under suspicion. But only one officially named as a suspect in the disappearance. That's a long way to walk. He had a motorcycle he rode sometimes, Sunny Day says. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if either has a, has cellmates that are undercover. Oh, I would not either, Steve. I would not either. They, they, I'm sure they have. They've definitely got some people in there looking to make some deals, especially with these ex-felons. These guys are felons, not allowed to have firearms, that are looking you know, at a couple years in jail that they don't necessarily have to serve, and, you know, especially if they just flip and turn and go, yeah, well, no, so-and-so, this is what happened. And just because then you've also got the Wadsworth that, I, that still people are still considering. I don't know how much they play into anything anymore. According to Kurt, the motorcycle was broke. There would have been tracks of some sort, right? If, you know, there was nothing. So that's where it. There's no, and his boots, but his boots are back at James's. And they're on the, they're on the side of the, the little dirt pile. They're on that side of the dirt pile away from the road. So that if you're driving by, you would not be able to see them. Facing his camper. I don't know why that bothers me so bad, but it does. Like the way the shit, I agree. in my mind, it's like they were placed that way. But why? Which means. That body was standing in that direction. Did he come back around after whatever happened at the Granger? Like, how did that, that keeps replaying in my head too. Well, so then the other big question was, does James Jim have an actual working vehicle? So it was discussed that he has like an older rundown pickup truck, but now there's argument on whether this truck even worked or not. So could he have given him a ride back? And why did he end up with his shoes? And I just feel like with him having that cash on him and there's a lot of people needing cash and needing to buy drugs and don't work and sometimes just work for Dylan and, you know, that cash was too easy to get to through that kid in their eyes, you know? And yeah, especially if he's out there bragging that he's got all this money, you, you know, they, they think he's, they think he's money now because obviously who's, you know, who, what 19 year old is, has enough money to be like buying all this land and doing this. Did they know that grandpa bought it? I mean, I would think so. Cause Don and grandpa were supposedly friends. They were buddies. I'm kind of torn too with chase and this whole beat up situation. 
I don't doubt that he approached Dylan being bloody and all of that, but I'm starting to question if 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 the stories between him and Kurt are not what they what they are. Was that a distraction? Was that a was that a ploy to maybe get Dylan to chase? Like I'm still everything I thought last week is kind of yeah. Oh, totally. I totally agree. Yeah. So well then, okay. So well, so so James, the land that James is on, that we call him a squatter, but supposedly the people who own the land actually know he's staying there, and they purposely told him to go stay there. And then they're saying that he they told him to stay there, or there's rumors that they told him to stay there to either watch the land because there was people doing stuff around there or that he was always getting in trouble wherever he actually lived because according to what i'm hearing he this james guy actually owns land of his own a little further away i don't know if that's true so please don't take that as as gold but that's what i'm i'm hearing around is that he actually owns his own land so why is he being put out here and then called a squatter if he was actually put there intentionally do we know if James has a drug problem of any sort and maybe he lost it all and now he's squatting? Well, no, because then you have the gambling stuff too. That too. Which they kind of just put all on Ellen conveniently. I'm like, I don't yeah, think I, it's just Ellen. It appears as, as Dylan and Kurt was very close friends. According to Kurt, usually investigators look at the yeah. closest first yet. Um, I agree. Okay, so I actually have questions about this too because where the heck is, is JD? I don't think, um, I think JD is the known of age friend, like the appropriate age friend. Around there, or is he from like Idaho, where I the think, family is? I think he's more family related there. I don't think he's part of the farm, but I'm not 100% on that one. Okay, so this is like his buddy from home. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense to me. That's what I wanted to figure out because I, I haven't heard anybody. Thank you, ATS. I was like, I hadn't heard anybody talk about that. And then there's obviously the big thing about Kurt that everybody's, considering that Kurt and Dylan could be in some form of relationship. Um, it also could be that they are both kind of, you know, if if the, the fact is that Dylan is gay and he was kind of outcasted by any form of his family, which is total rumor, if that is true, and then you have Kurt, who's obviously different in his own right, and he's outcasted, they could be very well, just be very good friends and not, not, and not have a relationship like that. Because now, you know, been, as far as Jim goes, when he originally put that out, I remember this. He does it. specifically say that he didn't believe that it was Kurt and Dylan having a relationship. He more felt, you know, that they were definitely friends. That Kurt kind of, you know, whether he's a good guy or not, that he kind of tried to take care of Dylan, I guess, or look out for him. And that's kind of how Dylan kind of fell into these guys. And that's why this human hunting, whatever group it is even came to like come into play at all but well, now that's why, that's why i think the whole militia part now now yeah. makes a lot more sense that you have all these people that are being arrested on these charges of, of having guns that aren't supposed to and then they're out there you know jim has shot at people who have randomly tried to cross the land or been up on the land so then is that that's the human hunting that you know has kind of come out it makes a lot more sense to me than like then they're like trapping somebody and sending them out and like hunting them right right because otherwise where the hell are all the missing people right 
I don't. I a ton of missing people in that area. Right. I don't believe that they're out targeting people at all. I just, I truly believe that if that's what's happening, it's because these tweakers, squatters, whatever, are stumbling upon their land. They have been mm -hmm. robbed too many times before. They don't have much as it is, and that's how they get down like that. You know, they pull out their gun and you won't come back. Yeah. And maybe Dylan was like, listen, I'm in, a, like, I, I have what you guys have, you know, like, I can't afford to lose this either. And then, you know, maybe his grandfather even certain points, like, these are decent guys, you know, they're my people, like, you go to them if you need anything, they'll take care of you type of thing. Right. And it could have all went wrong. And it doesn't even mean that that has to be the whole group. That could just be one person part of that group who has a very something type of a friend. And that's all it takes. And there goes Dylan with all that cash. Yeah. See, that's a big deal. If if all these people knew about this cash, was he Okay, so then you have you have a couple things. Does James mistake the fact that that Dylan is there and and think he's some type of intruder and start shooting and then you have the mishap? Um does he actually want to get an act enact some form of revenge because he's not paying him any more money? Um, and so he, I don't know, like, why, why does he have his boots still? I think, I think J Jim James owed, I think when they talk about this debt, um, I think James may have owed quite a few people some debt and maybe needed that cash. Mm -hmm. And that's why that cash was so important and it didn't make any sense and things are not adding up because it's just not supposed to. When, when life is kind of like that and you live every day, day to day, literally hour by hour, day to day. All he had to know is that he had that piece of cash on him and that, okay, I can go get whatever today and I can pay off X, Y, and Z today. And this kid's 19. He knows, he knows Dylan's whole story. He knows no one's really coming out to look for him for a while. Candace openly said it herself. Like she said, listen, it took us time to get there. We didn't act as fast as we probably should have, you know? And Well, they don't think that, but they didn't really know. Right, and that's that's kind of in that light. So then, this, so then if he, if this kid goes missing Saturday morning, um, you know, and his last ping, the last ping on his phone is at three forty one in the afternoon, um, and there's been a lot of talk about a voicemail, not a voicemail. I have no idea if there's a voicemail. I'm just gonna put that out there. I don't really know if there was actually a voicemail, but the ping is around the area of the grain shed. So according to the family. That, you know the the cell phone tower they gave him like a 15 mile radius around this cell phone tower and the grain shed is in that radius so you can take that for i mean obviously he could have been driven somewhere else and that's where his phone pings i don't know okay i'm gonna pull up i'm gonna pull up the new stuff with james um and then we can talk about candace's um reaction mm. Let me see. See if you guys can see that. Okay, so with this up again, I can't see. I can't see chat. So just FYI. Um, let's see if I can make that any bigger. See, let me know if you want me to jump in anywhere. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Right needed. That's kind of where we're trying to figure that out too. I think they said something was around six something that night too, but 
I haven't heard anything else about it. Oh, they did say something about six o'clock that night? Because I never heard anything about that. Like, I, I don't know if it was completely confirmed, but it was mentioned that something else pinged at six something. Amber Kelly. Really? Did. Yeah. Yeah, see, the last one I knew of was the 341 that was in the area that could be considered the gate or the grain shed. Um, okay, I just want to get to the important stuff here. Yeah. Okay. Do you want, I can scroll this if you want to read it. I can read it. Okay. Yeah. My, my throat is, is a little dry. So I'm going to grab another water and yeah. then I'll scroll for you while you read. Where do you want me to go through all of this from the beginning or do you want me to just, um, just think, cause it's the part that, that are, that are, you know, that are X, that's the parts that they're going with. So if you, you can even just kind of touch on them, you don't have to read it like verbatim and then just, we'll get down to the stuff that's actually like the most important. Uh, I know a lot of the people who are like deep following this case have already heard this stuff. Um, but the, those that, you know, aren't following it deeply, then this will be their first time. So I want to make sure we touch on it at least. And then you have this in chat too. So if you want to read it from your own chat, you could probably do that. Yeah. Okay. Let me go to. Yeah. James's record definitely seems to say that he's a hothead. Yes. That, yeah, he's he's definitely got a temper and does not care about the well-being of others around him. I would agree. Um, is there truth to the drug use in the area? Um, I'm afraid Dylan was out of his element and probably did. Yes. So um, and my memory is not going to serve me. So hopefully one of you guys in chat or Michelle, you guys remember whose kid. Who's was it Chase's daughter? Nope. I'm going to quote it wrong. One of the kids admitted to selling to selling meth. You don't I know, know. Okay. Kurt's son has now come out and spoke, but I didn't get to watch his interview. Like maybe it's is him. it Kurt's son that said he was the one selling meth? I, he came out with his. Somebody's interview. kid came forward and said that they admitted to being a drug dealer. I think that was Aaron, which I believe is Kurt's son. Okay, Kurt's that son. sounds right. So. Uh, I'm going to go, I think that's right. That that's making me have the feeling of like, yes, that's what it was. Um, so there's definitely, there are definitely drugs in this area without a doubt. Um, there, they, there's talk of at least three meth labs in the general vicinity between the bar and, um, yes, Aaron, he's in jail. Sunny days. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> there's talk of at least three meth labs in between, you know, from where Dylan is to where this bar is in this general vicinity. Um, but hey is there any way you can see up until procedure i can't i can see after procedure let me see real quick if you could do up to procedure i can do it i can do it okay so the, so on the first one it's the united states moves forward in detention uh, this is just the reading of the record that the the united states is is requesting um the motion for detention um, because the defendant is charged with, and then you see it when you scroll down, um, that he's charged with E, a felony that is um, not otherwise a crime of violence, but involves I, a minor victim, um, double I, the possession or use of a firearm, which is what his is going to be, or destructive device as defined, um, and any other dangerous weapon. So his is the, the possession or use of a firearm um, by a felon. And then you have... 
Um, because the case involves a serious risk, the defendant will obstruct um, or attempt to obstruct justice or threaten, injure, intimidate, attempt to threaten, injure, intimidate a prospective witness or a juror. So that's basically saying that they do not want him leaving. They want to detain him because he is he is a threat to the investigation and will either try to abscond, like he's going to take off, or he's going to try to obstruct by getting rid of evidence or getting rid of people that have evidence. Um, and then we go down here. So, okay, so then you got here, so... The defendant may uh, may seek a continuance of the detention hearing of the five days. Do you have that part? Oh, shoot, she's gone. Where'd she go? Hold on real quick. Okay, well, it looks like we lost her for a second, so we'll wait for her to come back. Um, she's like, get to procedure, and then I'll take over, and then she's like, I'm out. Never mind. Okay, so um, the defendant may, may seek a continuance um, up to five days, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's go down to the more important stuff. Uh, the defendant has previously been convicted of a federal offense. Let's see. She cropped these kind of funky, so they're hard for me to actually go through. Um, the nature and circumstances of the offense charged, including whether the offense is a crime of violence, a violation of Section 1591, a federal crime of terrorism, or involves a minor victim or controlled substance, firearm, or destructive device. There she is. She's back. Let's add her back to the stream. We lost you, my love. It's my, It's something. It's going in and out. I'm sorry. Can oh, it's okay. Me? I was like, she's all, look, I'll read after procedures, then she leaves. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I see how this is. I, got I see how this is. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Coolest Reviews. We appreciate you even stopping in. I love it. Um, okay. So, let me go back over here so I can actually see. Um, okay. So, we went through... The, the nature and circumstances of offense charges, including whether the offense is a crime of violence. We did that part. The weight of the evidence against the defendant um, is strong and should be weighed heavily against the, against him. Eyewitness identification establishes that the defendant removed the firearms and the 22 caliber rifle after being questioned about the disappearance about the disappearance of DR, which is Dylan, and delivered them directly to DH, which is Don. The defendant is a convicted felon and cannot possess the 22 caliber rifle. So... After he's questioned about the disappearance, he knows the cops are going to search, and he removes the guns and gives them to Don. The history and the characteristics of the defendant, including the defendant's character, physical and mental condition, family ties, employment, financial resources, length of residence in the community, community ties, past conduct, history relating to drug and or alcohol abuse, criminal history, and record concerning court proceedings. The defendant has a significant criminal history, including malicious wounding, malicious shooting, and three convictions for felon in possession of a firearm. The defendant was previously residing in Illinois where his convictions rest. The defendant has no work history and is currently unemployed and has no verifiable residence. The defendant was tras trespassing and squatting on the property. 
the nature and seriousness of danger to any person or to the community that would be posed by the defendant's release. Yeah, this is a, this is a real winner. Real, real winner. Right He's now. a real winner. Yeah, real winner. Um, let's see. You craft these so funky that I'm, I don't even know if I'm in the right order or not. Um, how the defendant's proposed residence employment or proposed treatment programs have not been verified. The victims in this matter seek no contact order. The matter does not involve a victim requiring notification. And I think that then we're back into, I think this is just his regular arrest affidavit. No. I can no. do that. Okay, let's see. You want to go there? Okay. I can do that. All right. Spe Special agent with the FBI, currently assigned to the Violent Crimes Task Force in Salt Lake City Field Office. The information contained in this complaint is based on an investigation I conducted along with other special agents of the FBI and investigators from the Fox Elder County Sheriff's Office. On May 30th, Fox Elder County Dispatch received a call of a missing 19-year-old male, initials DR. He was last seen in Lucen, Utah area. On this day, Dylan Rounds contacted a relative by phone and told them he was putting the grain truck into shelter. The shelter for the grain truck was reported to be on a parcel of land owned by Fox Elder Land and Livestock. Owner initials JC. And it's adjacent to two. And that's other the that's the the Czechio guy. Yeah. And it's adjacent to two other parcels that are owned by SH and RI. I do not know who they are. So if anybody in chat does, you guys can fill me in because the picture is super blurry. Okay. Um, it, it is. It's not blurry to me. So it might be, yeah, maybe make sure that you're um, you're viewing it at the, the highest. Change your viewing quality. Okay, keep going. Okay. And it's adjacent to two other parcels that are owned by SH and RI. These parcels are open to each other and collectively used together. The subject in this case, an adult male named James Brenner, has no ownership in the land parcels mentioned above and is squatting in a trailer located on the land. The missing 19-year-old Dylan Rounce property is a five-mile walk towards this, the southeast of where Brenner was currently living. Brenner and another Lucent resident, D.H., were considered family friends of Dylan Rounds and his family. In searching for the missing 19-year-old male, Brenner was interviewed by well, best of police. on June 7th. D.H., Don, was also subsequently interviewed by law enforcement. On or about June or 11th, Fox Elder County, in their search for the missing 19-year-old male Dylan Rounds, requested assistance from the FBI and Davis County Sheriff's Office. On June 16th, with the assistance of the FBI, executed a search warrant at the trailer where Brenner was living. During that search, ball ammunition, ignition caps, black powder, and speed loads, all related to muzzle loading, were located and photographed in the trailer but the items were not seized at this time. There were no muzzle loader firearms located in the trailer at that time. On June 20th, a friend and neighbor, neighbor of Brenner, D.H. John, was interviewed by Fesso and the FBI during the interview. 
Don advised that after Dylan went missing and sometime after Brent Brenner's initial June 7th interview with law enforcement, Brenner bought three black powder guns over to Don's residence and asked him to safe keep them. When Don asked why, or DHSY, Brenner stated that he needed to do this for his own safety and that the last time he had trouble with the law, they took everything from him and he did not want, did not want the things he had left to be taken again. DH agreed to store the muzzle loaders for him at that time. At that time of the interview, Don turned over the three muzzle loaders to law enforcement who booked them into evidence. On June 21st, Don was again interviewed by the FBI. During this interview, Don advised that Brenner had also bought him a 22 caliber rifle around the same time he had brought over the muzzle loaders, the muzzle loaders. <laughs> Don told us that he didn't mention the 22 rifle when he interviewed before because he had been owed money by the rifle's original owner and that he left or that he felt that he should have claimed should have claim over the 22 rifle that Brenner asked him to store to cover the debt. That debt, that debt. He explained to us that the rifle had been left in a trailer on the property where Brenner had been living prior to Brenner living there by a person who owed Don money. Brenner, upon moving into the trailer, had taken possession of it. Don knew that Brenner wasn't allowed to have firearms because of his criminal history. Don turned over to the FBI the 22 rifle and case that Brenner had personally handed to him and asked him to store. The rifle was loaded with five rounds of 22 caliber and ammunition. Which we discovered when we talked about this last week that um, that's what it holds. So that it does hold five. So it wasn't missing anything. Pink Dahlia. Pink Dahlia. Jeanette. The okay. 22 caliber rifle is a Winchester model 6922SL something. I'm blind. On the rifle. <laughs> you don't have to read through all that part, but just says it's like a 22. Oh, my eyes can't see. Yeah, it's a 22. You're like, wait a minute. I'm not going to be able to see all those little dots and stuff. <laughs> Made in New Haven, Connecticut. No serial number was located. The 22 caliber rifle. Oh, no, I read that. On June 21st, another search warrant was conducted at the trailer where Brenner was currently living. During this warrant, law enforcement seized a muzzle loader, one box of 45 lead round ball ammunition, one box of spear, 570 lead ball one box of federal 45 lead ball ammunition, ignition caps, four pounds of Cordendy black powder and speed loads and book them into evidence. On May 21st, 2000, on May 21st, 2012, James Brenner was sentenced to 33 months in prison for a conviction of felon in, in possession of a firearm. Brenner also had additional felony convictions on his criminal history. Based on the foregoing information, your affiant respectfully requests that an arrest warrant be issued for James Brenner for a violation of da 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 code. Right. So there we go. So that's his. So that's what he was arrested for, almost verbatim. Verbatim, exactly what Chase was arrested for, except for you see, Dylan is talked about throughout this arrest affidavit, and on Chase's, he was not. 
That's important to me. Okay, let's see. I think that was the last one there. Yeah, because that's we're back to chases. Okay, let me pull this one off. And then I want to... Um, sunny days on I lost a cousin to it this year. The day before he passed, he actually mentioned to his mom and I that he thinks most people should travel with Narcan these days. Oh, dang. I'm so sorry, Sunny. I'm very fortunate in the fact that I've um, I do have addicts in my family, but they're all in recovery at this point. So um, I, I've been lucky enough to not lose anybody to it, but I know the fear. I've lost, I lost my cousin, Tony, a couple years ago, very young, kind of to the same thing. And it's, it's one of those things that you just, you know, it, it's true what they say about cousins, you know, that they are like your, your secret siblings, you know? And Yeah, they are. <laughs> really Especially are. when you're growing up, when you're young, they no. really are. My cousins are my everything, like literally everything. I get it. I'm so sorry, Sonny. Okay, so if you guys heard, um, and I don't actually know where it originated, I can tell you the first place I heard it was on Duty Ron, um, where Ed was talking about that James was seen wearing Dylan's hat. Well, apparently when you shopped at this particular grain seed place, whichever, I'm going to say that all wrong, but uh, you were given a hat. And so they can't tell if they're sharing a hat, if they both uh, received a hat. Um, yeah, did they both buy the exact same hat? I, I don't know. And this is why I was, I, I, I found it interesting because has anybody been able to actually find out if this is the exact same hat like it, it is actually dylan's hat i really i mean i have a lot of faith in in judy ron and ed wallace so for them to like for him to say that like out loud like i'm like okay where the heck did he get that because i didn't hear that anywhere before um but it yeah so exactly it's a lot of those promotional hats yes so i'm wondering like how, like they said he's wearing dylan's hat so that's a pretty big deal to me and i'm gonna pull that up so um, if you guys aren't familiar with the channel, um, True Crime with Jess, um, she actually has somebody who's in that area who's actually a source for her. Uh, and, you know, thank you, Michelle, for like sending me over to watch her because I, I really I do like that channel. It reminds me a lot of it reminds me a lot of me and you and and Christine and just, you know, trying to dig into the bottom of facts. And, you know, and she just keeps going. She just keeps going. She's I like it. Great. Um, so, so her source actually took a picture of James and then there was some controversy on that this isn't James and yes, it is James. And, um, from what I can tell from looking at his past arrest mugshots, why we don't have a mugshot for this arrest, I really don't understand. But from his past ones, this looks like the same dude to me. Um, you guys can be the judge of it on your own. Um, when I actually show it to you. Let me get it out. Like, let me put it up here so you guys can actually see it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty generic hat. It's just like a John Deere hat. They have sent the hat off. The parents think it is Dylan's hat. Okay. Oh. Dylan labeled this hat. See, these are great. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, Tamara, if that's... The, the parents think it is Dylan's hat. Well, like, how... This guy, like, just freaking surprised he wasn't actually wearing Dylan's boots then. 
the hat thing bugs me too. Yeah, is it a tr- is it his hat? Once again, it is a very generic John Deere hat in a farming community. So, right. but like I said, I do. Ed would not just come out and say he's wearing Dylan's hat if Ed didn't think that that was actually Dylan's hat. I'm just going to say that. Um, and if you guys have heard him retract it, let me know. But I don't. I think that he did. Mom say it somewhere. Did that? Was there some type of report on it? Because I don't know. It is weird. It's weird. It's. I. I to be honest, I probably wouldn't have questioned it if Ed did it. <laughs> honest i don't if, if it's something that's known to be given out but i mean if they're saying that he labeled his hats and they found it that way i mean that's a clear that's cut. what i'm wondering you know if he's arrested wearing that hat then we got a whole nother issue because then they are going to have the hat and it's not just from you know finding it somewhere else but if he does have dylan's hat there like i said that freaking arrest affidavit talks about or not the arrest affidavit the um the statement from the FBI talks about forensic data. And so you got to think if they have Dylan's phone pinging and they don't even have Dylan's phone, let's be clear because that was supposedly one of the things they have not found. They have not found his phone. They have not found his wallet. And unless one of you guys can tell me different, he always carried a pistol in his truck and that has not been found either. All right, for a 40 caliber, I believe. Yeah. So he also had a shotgun, but that was found. It is. It's very interesting. Exactly, Sonny. Exactly. <laughs> hello, DNA. Yep. Yeah, hello, DNA. So I, I just wanted to bring this up because, like I said, I don't know any different than that it is or it isn't, but it's something that if you guys are listening to other live streams or you know, watching any of the updates and stuff, it's something to pay attention to because I think the hat is – going to end up being important in being able to prove if this guy had something to do with Dylan. I obviously did Dylan just have one hat. Would Dylan have given him his hat? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But now that we know that there's, there, there has been debt involved and all that good stuff, I can't turn away from that now. I cannot help but to think that some way, somehow, he owed, he owed, James owed a bigger person money. That's kind of where I'm going with it now. And everything about Chase from last week has changed. And I don't know if his role has lessened or now plays a bigger part. Well, I mean, if we're looking at just the, 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 the moves of law enforcement at this point, they're obviously putting the most pressure on Jim. Now, the question to everybody is going to be, Does did Jim do this alone or did he have help? And so, and I'll take you back to this really weird comment that was made is that where I was telling you guys at the beginning of the stream that Kurt is the one who called in this tip to the FBI about that he knew where Dylan was because of, uh, or yeah, well, he said that he knew where Dylan was, that Robert and Chase were holding him captive at like Robert's mom's house or some crazy crap. And he says that he knew that because that's what a psychic had told him. Yeah. Well, the but psychic then, had the order. But then now there's a whole nother convoluted story to that because now supposedly you got this salty pancakes dude who is now friends with Kurt and, and Kurt supposedly said that the psychic who told him was actually James Brenner. <laughs> that James Brenner is the one that told him that 
Dylan was being held in, in in Robert's mom's house by Chase and Robert. Right. Or that, and then there was, there was this whole, like, that no, that the psychic told the daughter that told James, that told Kurt, that told the FBI. Right. So, but if, if James is included in this whole scenario of actually telling Kurt where Dylan is, then you've got another whole weird thing that James is involved in trying to send people the opposite direction of wherever, because he knows he knows that there's an issue with Chase and Robert. So is it a total diversion? And then I'm, does I'm, Kurt actually ha- Kurt and his brothers ha- actually have anything to do with this, or are they just some random weird dudes from town? I think because of all of this, and they're, they, that they are known in town, that. Because look, even I, I was hooked on Troy last week, and now I'm like, eh, maybe not. I, I do, I definitely think there is this group, but I do think somewhere along the way that maybe Kurt had let them in on some information that maybe he shouldn't have, and then maybe Chase and Jim James took it upon themselves to do something. I'm kind of, I don't know where I'm at yet with that, but yeah. I don't know if Kurt is as involved as I thought he was last week. I could be I, I'm not ruling him out because, like I said, law enforcement has been around the Wadsworth's homes now the last couple of days, you know, according to the people in the area. But so, think of um, Debbie, the picture was taken last year, so I wouldn't concentrate on the hat too much. The picture of Dylan was taken last year because, according to Jess, the picture of James was taken re- recently. So, like I said, it could be nothing, could be something. I think that's a, a CDT saying. Could be something, could be nothing. Okay, so let me take this down real quick because then I want. Molly was on this Jim James guy from the beginning. She really was. She wanted. Yeah. She needed to know him. She was like, "There's something wrong with this squatter guy." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Her intuition was like pointed right at this dude. As everybody else is looking over at, at the, the cross-dressing, you know, supposedly gay guy that it might be a lover at 60 years old. Yeah, yeah, Kelly's yeah. like, nope, it's the entire Jim. family. Jim, 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 Jim. Okay, uh, so now I want to, so so James had his court date, and he's going to be supposedly, the, the hearing for his um, felony possession of firearms is set to start, I think it's September 12th, um, and we talked about this a little bit ago, so not to be confused with the fact that he also has court on Monday, he has court on Monday, for his assault charges from 2021 where he beat the crap out of the old man with the chair so two different cases um and now and then chase's next court date is don't quote me i think it's the 17th of july 14th 17th it's it's somewhere in the teens ish of july um do they have Dylan's hat? Can they test the other? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if they have it or not. Um, Kurt did end up turning uh, to a psychic, um, pretty well known on YouTube streets recently, though. But that was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I did hear that one, and I'll keep my opinions to myself on the psychic stuff. But um, that 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 actually didn't seem to be too much of a psychic reading, as much as he just happened to call the psychic and start saying stuff. Like kind of how he talked to Jesse, just saying whatever he wants to say. So uh, Kurt is something else, but I'm not really sure that he's involved in this, but I definitely think he's something else. Um, Sunny days, I think we typing each other at the exact same time. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Um, okay. So, so like I said, James had court today. Let me get this off of here. And I want to share this video. 
time, Candace really, um, I actually believe that she feels that way, that, you know, that a weight has been lifted off of her shoulders. Like, I think she thinks they're going in the right direction at yeah. this point. Um, yeah. But she has some interesting things to say about YouTube and social media. So yeah. I kind of chuckled because she's not wrong, but she's also, I mean, can't lump us all together. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I got no hard feelings. I think that she's probably got some crap that she's done in her past. I don't think that her and her son were probably best buddies. But I, I also don't, I mean, I don't think that she was a, a total shit person or total shit mom. I think that were, it's not she's a, a mom of a teenage boy and she, exactly. you know, that's her how I just. Missing. She's going through the worst right. nightmare of her life. Whatever their relationship was clearly has no, it, it's leading us in no direction that she, God forbid, did anything to her son. You know what I mean? So. Right. I and I, you know, my, my son is just going into his, my older son is just going into his teenage years. And I can already tell you how hard it is to communicate. Um, and I know that people I talk to about it that have already raised sons, it's not, it's not an easy relationship. You know, it's, that everybody keeps telling me like when they, when they hit the twenties, it turns full circle. When they hit the twenties, it turns full circle. And I'm like, I'm holding on. My son's um, a 22 year old. He's a freaking gem. He really is. He really is. Like my daughter's 17. She'll Okay, so this is um, a little press conference that after James's hearing today, um, Candace spoke and there was a lovely little YouTube lady that happened to be there and I'm going to share her channel too. Um, happened to be there while the news was talking to her and she was like, there, she was out there doing like her own reporting. I, I freaking love it. She was doing her own thing. Uh, I got to find the... Where the heck did I do with the video, though? Is it this one? No. Right, Sonny? Right. It's the only way to, like, pick them apart is Jim James. Why is it not showing up here for me to... Let's get out of that. Share. Why are you not letting me share what I want to share? Okay, hold on. We love you, Pink Dahlia. Yes, we do. I miss what was going on. What's going on with Pink Dahlia? Is she okay? Yeah, she's okay. That's what we're here for. I'm over here trying to Teresa yell at my computer. and the screen. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to share a screen, so it's like it blocks my, my view of the chat. And now I'm like, I don't know, Pink Dahlia. I don't want to make pe people sad. I'm just so open about it because it's how I process and try to heal. It's just a real challenge being without him, but I'm so grateful for you all. Um, are we talking about your 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 main squeeze? Um, crime solvers are us. Uh, I'm sure the Wadsworth probably lured Dylan to inquire that land through meeting that kid um, through the internet. That was a whole nother spin. Um, the lady that went to court was really sweet. She also said Jim was actually only about 5'4". So that, that this was interesting to me, Sunny Days, because she does say that Jim is short, but then other people are saying that the five one on his arresting is a is a typo and that he's actually five ten. Um, Crime Solver says after all after his all said and done, it's going to be a ghost town and that kid's salty. Population of one with a penny in his pocket. <laughs> well, goodness. Okay then. Um, 
I gotta check all that out. Big Dahlia, you do whatever you gotta do. We we adore you and you can you are free to just be you. Because we love you. Yeah. Um and now if I can figure out how to why can I not share that screen? It's open. Hi Sandra. I don't want that anymore. I don't want that anymore. It's, it's the saddest thing of all this is, is that this child, because he, he is, he's there like, oh, he's still missing, you know? And Okay, hold on. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I figured it out. love this chat tonight. I really do. Okay, I'm going to start it. You need to tell me if you can hear it, okay? It's really windy. Yeah. You can't hear it, see? Can't hear it? Okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay, hold on. In, in the bigger picture, what I would love to see happen is maybe P.I. Jim slow down a little bit. Maybe Candace can have a little bit more clarity now because she does feel like she has some more help. And I would love to see those two maybe bring it back together and really, really shoot for finding Dylan. Because at the end of the day, that's the main goal, whether even if it's for the people on YouTube, you know, I know we, I, I know we get a, we get a bad rap sometimes, but I think for the most part, most of us, our intentions are just to help. And I think Candace, with this being a new territory for her, that she doesn't know how to navigate through this. We barely do, you know? So I think it was just a clash of something between her and Jim and Dylan's family. Okay, I'm gonna try it again, and then you tell me if you can hear, okay? No. No? No. Son of a gun, okay. Okay. I don't know why I can't share it. It's irritating. It's basically her just going over the new information that she actually does know. She goes on to say when she gets questioned about some other things that, um, you know, she, she gets an email basically every other day from law enforcement to keep her updated. But for the most part, she kind of knows what we do. And she's just happy that that she feels this is the right person in the right way. But I missed the YouTube lady that was there. Uh, Jane, Sandra, James Brenner is the uh, 
he's now the the suspect in Dylan Round's uh, case. He was just arrested on uh, fire, firearm charges, and uh, we're hoping there'll be some type of connection, like a closer connection to the actual disappearance of Dylan. But if you want, maybe try and catch part one of this live where we kind of go over all the characters, and maybe James might make a little bit of sense in this, but <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of characters in this story. You know, well, I agree, Pink Dahlia, but that has to be, especially when you're working alongside them for so long and, and you watch the progression and you see them do so well and then you kind of think that you think everything's okay and they seem okay and it's one of those things you'll, it's hard to come to grips with, you know. Sandra S, that first one, babe, is, I believe we went almost three hours, <laughs> but it'll, it'll catch up a little bit. Exactly, Sonny, quite a few people knew about Jim James, you know, so, but that's like the thing, though, I think because there's so many people involved, like, we're kind of going off a whole lot of everything, you know? I had to kind of backtrack myself away from that and just kind of focus on what Candace is saying and then what, you know, the, the, the documents were saying because you can get caught up in that for too long. Plain thing. I agree, crime solver. And there's just something about Chase. I know they say Kurt maybe did it. I'm starting to believe that maybe, J I, I don't know. That whole no boo bloody situation. Anything? No. What the fudge, Olio? What's your volume on your actual computer? Because your YouTube volume. 100. 100? Why don't you tap the YouTube volume again? See what happens. Tap the what? The YouTube volume. The little speaker. Third one in. Yeah. See what happens. It's unmuted. Hit play. It's just not, you can't hear the sound. I don't know. This did, My computer did this crap before, and I don't remember what I did to fix it. It's playing the video perfect. It just no sound. All right. Hold, please. Sonny, I just realized that from all of his um, his status and talking about the in deportation and all that other good stuff. Yep. Oh, we love you, Pinky. Yeah. Don't you ever be embarrassed here. Shameless over here. 
Nadia, you're a sweetheart. You really are. You know, I mean, there, I mean, there have probably been, I'm talking about the hot, you know, I can only imagine how many, um, I don't even want to call them squatters because I don't even know at this point, but maybe stragglers, maybe, um, I don't know how you just end up there, but they do say a lot of people, um, that's why I think everybody's questioning these meth labs and things because they're known as tweakers and they're known to, um, I guess, go on the land and rob the crop. So that's where this human hunting group, I, I, I do, I feel bad about the name now, but it's kind of where like they come into play. It's because they're policing and protecting, you know, their land. Exactly, Nadia, exactly. There's nothing in this life to be ashamed of at all. Especially if you went through it, you beat it, you kicked its ass, and you came back again. You share that so you educate other people and you let other people know that there's hope and that there's a way out of things for sure. Could very well be, crime solvers, could very well be. I agree, Sonny. As much as I understand Dylan's maybe work ethic and things like that and maybe wanting to get him out of wherever he was at, I get that. But I don't know. Maybe it depends on the type of parent chart. I don't know if I could let my son just. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try it this way and see what happens. Can you see it fine? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to play it. Tell me if you can hear it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Can you hear it? Uh, you hear the wind. That's I really think, all you can hear at first anyway, I think. She's low, but you can hear. As in, was that your first time seeing him? And if so, no, no. what was it like seeing him in there? I, it just, it honestly, it was a little bit of weight lifted off my shoulders, just knowing, you know, I mean, I knew, but the confirmation that, you know, seeing him having to, you know, I mean, he's not charged with anything with Dylan right now, but, uh, you know, he's going to stay detained, so he's be working on that and finding out. Do you think he knows what happened? Son. I do. Yep. Knowing what you just learned today and that your family, I mean, you, you guys know James. Not, you know, not friends or nothing, but acquaintances, yeah. 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 Did you ever I mean, meet him before? Was oh, that, yeah. Was what, was he, what was he doing with Dylan? I mean, was he working with him? Yeah, he was. Yeah. 
working just, for? Yeah, he'd just help it off and on. He'd help Dylan Hay out in Arco. He'd help him put it together his pivot. Um, just just day work is basically how you could explain it. And out in those small communities, you know, everybody kind of sticks together. And when somebody needs help, everybody pulls together and helps. Did you recall any conversations uh, with Dylan in terms of what Dave's gun was like? Did he show no. the aggression? Exactly. No. He said he's a crazy old man out in the desert. That's what you'd expect from any 17-year-old kid at that time when you find somebody living out in the middle of the desert. Um, nothing that would have ever raised any alarm. Now explain where his boots were found and where James was squatting. So his boots were found right almost directly behind James's trailer, probably about 150 yards behind that dirt mound. That dirt mound was right behind where James's trailer was. Now you were out there. Right yeah, now. yeah. We were Justin and I were there. We looked at the boots behind the dirt. And those people you saw them were they like buried or were they just No, there? they would just look like somebody tossed them out. Just tossed out boots, just thrown out. They look like they've been there more than a couple days with that. What do you think has happened to Dylan? I, I think James did something good. I think he snapped. I especially during more of what I hear in court and how that's kind of been how some of his charges have been. I think he snapped at Dylan and he did something to it and you know, we spent a whole weekend before we got out there covering it up. You talk about just the mixed emotions that this probably brings, seeing someone in shackles, like you said, right. and also knowing that. Yeah, it's it's kind of you don't want them in shackles. As a parent, you want to go find them yourself. Um, so it's probably a good thing to in shackles. Uh, it's it's mixed feeling until until we know it's hard. I mean, we know we have emotion, but we need to know. It gets really windy, and then and she's getting really emotional. So I'm confident at the approach they're taking and the direction they're going. So what can they tell you? They say because he has to make the best choice as a suspect. Crime stoppers. Now remember, you guys. The, the lady who's recording this is is she's not news. She's she's just a a person who was interested and wants to follow up on all these cases because this is right in her own backyard. You know. Are you convinced? Are they telling you that he's the guy? Um, he, they're telling us the same thing they're telling everybody else in the press releases is that he's the suspect. He's the main suspect, but I think all the other cards are holding close for reasons that we can all understand. You know, I don't know. I do know some that, that you know, media doesn't know, but honestly, it's it's not a lot. But from the day one this began, that feeling was Jim had something to do with it, and just everything got crazy. And then as we progressed, everything's led us right back to where Dylan parked that green truck and his boots were found. Everything's taken us right back to James. And that's where James also Correct. That's where he squashed, yes. Hearing that uh, when I speak to Fox, although they're saying not any closer to actually knowing where Dylan is. Is that what you're hearing? Um, I'll be honest with you, I haven't spoken to Fox over here for probably two weeks. I've been in contact with the FBI, but I 
I get a daily update on an email, but I have not actually had a phone call or. Can you share their update today? Then? Um, I don't even see my on my email, my phone, but it's all the updates been on is the search party, you know, where they've searched and continue looking. So I don't, I don't have anything from them. Are they searching now? They have. They have deputies out there still browsing around, but we really need a direction. You know, even they need a direction. We can't just stay out there in the middle of the desert. Do you think what's key here is breaking uh, uh, runner down? Yep. yep. That's going to be our key. That's what we need. Somebody to talk. And, you know, when you offer $100,000 in a, I hate to say it, but poor community and nobody talks, that means nobody really knows. That means it was a very tight-knit thing that was done if you offer somebody a hundred thousand because we've gotten nothing. So the key may be to break run or down. Correct. He has the answers. He has the answers. Uh, any last thoughts on just I mean we're almost six weeks into yeah. when he was last Yeah, ready. no, I still just want everybody to stick with the facts and we're you know we're getting some stuff moving forward and you know keep looking forward to getting the answers and you know the bring going home. I just thought a lot of these websites, YouTube, uh, they're on a different trail. Yeah. The runner was like under the radar. I mean, what right. I tell you? They're absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that is my honest opinion about them now. Um, I use the internet to get the word out because we had to. I never knew anything like this existed out there. I really didn't. But they're all on the wrong path. They're not listening to facts and not listening to the family. They're using it to get their hits and try to make their money off of YouTube, and it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Thank you, Candace. You're welcome. So, um, what happens now? I mean, it, so as far as I know, they are, they, it's, it's like the FBI said, there will be somebody standing over Brenner. They will be on them. They will keep, keep them put on them. They're going to be uh, continuing to interrogate him such until they find them breaks down. Yeah, and, and I don't know on the, the deal with Chase. I honestly don't know what's going on. Um, uh, yeah. I know they listed a homicide investigation in the affidavit, but I, I haven't been getting any information on that or what the thoughts are on Chase. So that's, you know, that's something that's ongoing that I don't have information on. Do you think he had anything to do? I'm not starting to wonder. I mean, why else? What, what's going on? What's going on with what... We know now on his arrest and stuff. So do you think that maybe there's a group, not just one person? I don't think there's any way Jim could have pulled this off by himself. I mean, maybe hurting Dylan, but not the rest of it. What kind of transportation is he had? Oh, he's got a pickup. He's got a pickup. Candace, thank you. Thank you, guys. Britain now. No, it's just a single cab older Chevy. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, I thought it looked like the F 250s that I used to drive. Oh, no, no. Not <laughs> okay. Brenner, so. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. That's where I was like, once she hit that certain point, I said, enough is enough. Meaning, it's written all over her at this point. She's standing there all alone. It's not our place to judge what their relationship was, maybe went through for a short period of time. You know, I can't help it. I see that and I just feel like 
that is her way of trying to communicate in our world. And we have a hard time dealing with our world over here. You know, we do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Imagine, imagine actually being in one of the the worst predicaments of your entire life. And you walk into the YouTube social media true crime community where everybody hates each other and is at each other's throats. And and that's why I said she's not necessarily wrong. I don't agree that we all we're all. Because I don't think we're all the same that way. I do agree. But I don't. But I do agree that it's yeah, it's chaos. You walk in and it's chaos. Yeah. I think in her way, she sees creators allowing Jim to maybe just speak at times. And she's just like, you know. There's no need for that. And I, th- I I actually think that's who she's directing it at. Because, look, she goes on Sleuth Mom all the time. She went on the other channel. Like, I don't know. I don't think right. she does. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you know, but I think that she she does. She realizes that it's not all it's not all unicorns and rainbows out here. But it is. It's her baby that's missing. I agree. Um, sunny days. There's argument between um, different people whether Jim's truck actually works or not. Some are saying his truck does not work. It's not, and then others are saying that it's fine. So, not something I have the answer to at this point. But, um, I mean, I think that look, we, we talked about this last last week, a week ago, and look at how much more information has already come out. And they they seem to be narrowing down the search. Um, for a person of interest and a suspect, obviously, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're any closer to finding him. There's a lot of, lot of people that have done. You know, like we were talking about, Heavy D Sparks did the helicopter searches. You got um, the mob crew out there doing drone searches. They're not in that vicinity anymore, but they had been. Um, and then you've got, you know, the actual police agencies that are searching in. I don't know. You think the mom knows what happened to her kid? I I would absolutely disagree with you. I do not think that she knows. I think that she knows that uh, unless you're saying like mom knows that he's gone. I think that she's, I think she's understanding that her son is, is most likely not coming back. Um, That's when she starts to get very, um, she says in one breath, you know, she's got, you know, a weight off of her, but the second they start talking about, you know, could Dylan be alive? And she's not, she's not, she's not here to, to I guess, fake in front for anybody because she said, I, I, I think he did something bad to my son. I think he hurt my son, you know, like. Yeah. Crime solvers, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. That because at the beginning of this, the agencies wouldn't even listen to her. <laughs> if it wasn't for the social media side of it. So, I mean, there is that flip side that, you know, she, she did, she got the word out there. And, and the fact that the YouTubers are the ones that were talking about it and are still talking about it is why her son's name is still in the lights because mm-hmm. there isn't, this isn't a nationally well-known case. It's known in, in the, you know, the true crime it's community funny. of social medias, yeah. you know, the web sleuths and the, the reddits and the YouTubes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there is that. Listen, I still think, even with all the bad sometimes that comes along, I think that YouTube is one of the best places with some of the best people. You're going to find, you're going to run into those. But for the most part, a lot of us are moms, we're, we're parents, we're, you know, we, we love children, we have hearts, we're very empathetic towards victims and their families. And for the most part, we do just want to help. And I, I probably say this all the time, but, and that's always that line right there, you know, and yeah, I think Candace is a good example of, when not to tote the line, you know? 
So Nita thinks that there's more than one person involved, that there has to be at least two. I'd be curious what you guys think. You guys think that that one did it by himself, like possibly just Jim on his own, or do you think that you think that he had help? What do you guys think? What about if Kurt didn't kick Chase's you know what and it was Jim James? And they what if it was Don? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. If, Whichever. Let's just say James did. No, I'm just saying, yeah, no. What, but what if, I mean, how do we know who it was at all? Or James met Dylan there and Dylan didn't realize it. And then James had help maybe afterwards when Don, the whole, they come back twice, but Jim only comes back the second time. But then here, Jim James lives there. It's just, yeah, I think he has help too. Has anybody actually heard where Jim states that he was that morning? I've not heard any type of alibi or, you know, anything like that. Like, where was he? He would have been right there when the green truck was, you know, the yeah, the green truck was being brought in. Yes, I did. I watched him earlier today when he was talking about... Um, that they did. So what they did was they actually went in and followed more of Chase's footsteps instead of Dylan's, uh, which is still interesting because it does. I mean, it all ties together at some point. So I think that he's doing a great job. I Chase like that guy. That's another one that I got turned on to by Michelle here, and I I'm very happy. Chase's timeline is so choppy and weird that how can you not start following Chase at this point? I know I, know I followed Troy for like a week, but hmm, there's something there. That chase and dylan's money i don't think it was about farmland i don't feel like it was about anything like that you don't huh okay nope. See, i mean i'm leaning towards that it was something nefarious to do obviously okay let's think about it crime happens because of what motives sex money drugs drugs revenge I mean, there's not there's not a lot of options, right? So, uh, I mean, there's there, there is accident, and then you know that's why I'm wondering, like, did Jim just happen upon him and think he was somebody else? I don't know, because if there are drugs, then you have that involved. Well, but or was it was there was there a plot? Was there a plan? And they were gonna take this kid in his money. The second I read that, I don't care if it was from four Jealousy. years ago. Yeah. There was something about that that just like instantly I went, oh my goodness, there's debt, there's guns, and there's Dylan with all this money. And he's 19, and he's little, and he's, the, the way they probably see him, you know, it's just, or God knows what's in those sheds that they could have hit him with, or, you know. Well, you tell me, what do you guys, what do you, what do you think of this kid who is out there with all this money, and then you have all these grown men who he, you know, he's trying to tell what to do and whatnot. But why does it become a problem on year three? Because he was 16 doing that, and 17, and 18. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why at 19 does that become the problem? Or is this, this he's just getting too big for his britches, and they're going to put him in his place? And Or did or, somebody else start that problem? Or was there an issue because he was trying to take up more land and buy more land, and, and it does have to do with the land and the water, and, and I don't know. Somebody took advantage of this impressionable 19-year-old. 
I, I told you guys on the, the last slide that he reminds me of that kid, Parker, from Gold Rush. And I don't know if anybody could take advantage of that kid. He, he wasn't, he may be young, but he was not dumb and he had been doing it his whole life. Kind of like I feel like Dylan is with farming. Like I just. But like, if he went to the saddle store, let's say he had a few drinks in him, and I know he's only 19, but let's just say he lived an adult's life anyway. If he had a few drinks in him and he was already being scouted for the night or these guys know him, you know, they've, they've done life two times over at this point versus Dylan, you know? Correct. So I, I, even if it wasn't a plot, I still feel like it had something to do with money to maybe just buy drugs and things. Like Nick, no I just been, bottom line, you know what? I need some money and this kid's got it and here it is. It's just that easy for them. CATS and Parker butted heads with the older men because they didn't like being told what to do by this young, young guy who thought he knew everything. Yep. Hard worker, has tons of money. Yep. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I feel like we're getting we're definitely getting more information and we're getting closer. Um, I I know that there's going to be some some war, YouTube war over a case like this that ends up. You know, getting people pissed off at each other, and uh, my suggestion is just stay out of that and just listen with open ears and an open mind, and take in the information and see if you think it matters. Um, just you know, don't get involved in the fights. Like you know, we talked about this with Summer Wells before. Same thing happened. Chris Watts happened. It, it's just it, that part's not worth it because it doesn't do anything to help Dylan or help us get information out there to help Dylan or his family. We're not going to fight. We're not going to find Dylan fighting, going against nope. each other. That'll never. Nope. You know, you know what happens with that. Yeah, you see, you see how well that goes. But all right, I think we're gonna we'll wrap it up. We've been on a little over two hours. I think we covered everything we wanted to cover, and I appreciate every single one of you. I love you, Michelle. I love your face love off. You. you know that. Um, I, Christine. Um, hopefully she's 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 trying to mend. She keeps like I'm feeling better, and then all of a sudden she crashes again. So. Um, do you think seven to 12 people will be indicted in relation to this case? I think seven to 12 people will be indicted. Um, I agree with you. I don't know if they'll actually ever end up being charged with anything to do with this case, but I definitely think there are going to be some some more people going down. I don't think we've seen the last of the arrests yet. Um, Dylan was making the land work, but others couldn't. I, I fluctuate. Yeah, well, that's when I go to like, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happens with farmers that people go, oh, they're just like, you know, good old boys. And it's like, oh, no, they're... No, they got. They have secret recipes. They have, you know, secrets to their success and why they why they are able to do what they are able to do. And this area in particular is very hard to grow. And if he has mastered it, that's going to be a big deal. My pop kind of brought this up. He said, "Think of all the issues we're having with grain and wheat and all that right now because of Russia and all that." They're like, "If my pop's like, if this is what this kid was growing or attempting or had that," mm -hmm. he said, "Just that alone is a prime reason why he would be in such." I don't want to call it demand, but he's growing something that, you know, we're struggling to have. Right. If I'm wrong That's why I'm like, you know what? It could be, there, this, it, there could be a simple motive as simple as drugs gone bad, piss off the, you know, let's get the, let's get the kid and, and take his money. Could be something more. It, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of options, um, but I feel like they're, they're definitely making progress. And I do, I agree that there will be more arrests made whether they'll ever be charged with anything to do with Dylan or not. I think that they're going to make arrests just so they can get information flowing. Um, if they can't get these guys to, to talk the way they want them to, but 
once again, like I said, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys hanging out um, on your Friday night, spending it with us. I know that you have many, many options, and um, you chose to be here. So I appreciate that more than you know. Um, if you guys can on your way out, please make sure that you hit the like button because that's what that's what gives us you know a little bit of help with the algorithm and and gets us noticed by others so they can come in and join and have fun and um, you know learn as we learn and as you guys help teach us. So, but I wish you guys the best weekend ever. Um, hopefully we have some more answers and we are going to see you guys next week. Um, hopefully with more updates and uh, potentially a different case if uh, this one is slowing down a little bit. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mods. Love you, Jeanette. VR. Thank you, Mods. Thank you, Chatters. You guys are amazing. Love Thank you all. You, crime solvers. Oh, Sunny too. Good night, Sunny. Sunny.